0: J.M. in the A.M. He is the uh, host of Spin Class on the Malcolm Siegel Network, and he's our go-to man when it comes to anything uh, political, local, national, international, etc. He is Michael Fragan, joins us on the morning after Election Day here at J.M. in the A.M. Mr. Fragan, welcome back to J.M. in the A.M.
1: Good
0: morning, Malcolm. I like one continuous... Whoa, whoa, you, you can't do this to us. We need a, we need a clear signal. you got to pull over. We can't, we can't do this with a broken... Uh, Ber- oh, sorry about that. Oh, okay. there we go. Now now, now, okay. I, now, I hear you much better. Well, I mean, there's discussion about replacing you as the host of Spin Class, because as you know, in my inner circle, there was only one person who from June of 2015, on the day he announced Donald Trump, from June of 2015 until today, till late last night, early this morning, every day declared that Trump will win this election, and that's Stacey Siegel. She has said it every day from the moment he declared his candidacy. And I, of course, as many people know, never took it seriously because I didn't think he could possibly win the nomination and certainly not the uh, presidency. Uh, so there's talk. There's talk, Michael, of Stacey actually replacing you. What do you think of that? <laughs>
1: hey, look, you know what? Uh, she could buy out my contract this time. But uh, I will tell you that my mother-in-law, to her credit, also regularly said, I think he's going to win. I'm afraid he's going to win. He's going to win. He's going to win. And she kept saying over the last couple of days, He's going to win. You're gonna see. He's got to
0: win. And I think it's really emblematic of the attitude that some people have had, um, uh, you know, throughout this country of just, you know, being sick and tired of the uh, the same old thing, so to speak. And I, and I said this to you. I don't know if I said this to you on the air or not. Uh, after the third debate, I-, I was always under the impression that he did a great job strategically in winning the Republican nomination, but never really garnered any more votes or any more, uh, you know, larger support after that. Boy, was I proven wrong, huh?
1: Right, it did seem that way. You know, the $14 million that he got in the Republican primary, you know, he needed to go from 14 to 50 or whatever the final numbers were. Although, be mindful of the fact that Hillary Clinton did win the popular vote, apparently. Um, you know, so uh, it, you know, it, is a, it is a win, but uh, a substantial, it's a substantial win. It's a surprising win, but Hillary Clinton did win the popular vote. I don't think that that doesn't matter to me and shouldn't matter to anybody because you, you, you win under the rules that you have. But, yes, it did seem like Donald Trump was kind of rudderless for a long time as far as what he was trying to do and how he was trying to get there. But you've got to give his team credit, particularly Kellyanne Conway. You see huge change in Donald Trump. And his entire campaign, the entire attitude, um, uh, just the self-discipline over the last 10 days, over the last two weeks, where this race, the na- dynamics of this race really changed over that time.
0: But you know what's funny, and a lot of people have been saying this about the last 10 days and two weeks. I don't think this election was won over the last 10 days, two weeks. I think there was, there was so much of this sentiment brewing. I mean, now I say this, you know, with hindsight being 2020, So much of this sentiment brewing over the last, uh, you know, year and a half then I think it really just came to a boil by the time we got to Election Day. I don't know if he would have kept his old, standard, Trump-like presentation. I don't know if he would have lost.
1: Well, I think that this election told us something, is that whoever the spotlight was on did poorly. Because these are two historically unlikable candidates, unlikable people. I mean, there's no question. Donald Trump comes into office as the most unlike presidential candidate ever. Hillary right. Clinton would have would have been the most unlikely presidential candidate ever. But whoever the spotlight was on, that was the person who started doing poorly. And for for about whether it was ten days, two weeks ago, Donald Trump and his campaign made the decision we are going to focus the spotlight on Hillary Clinton. We're not going to make any mistakes. We're not going to do all of the some of the side uh, sidetrack issues that we have gotten ourselves into. And if we all we focused the spotlight on her, we are going to what no. happened. Her turnout was depressed. If you look at urban centers compared to Obama numbers in many of the cases that she needed to win, I mean, one of the reasons she lost Wisconsin is because she did not do well in Milwaukee. She did not do well in places that she needed to do well. She didn't do you know places that she would be expected to do well. In Michigan, it's the same thing. She didn't do well in places she needed to do well. In Philadelphia, she underperformed in a lot of places. So he did very, very well with white voters, and she underperformed with people that she needed to perform. But the the gaps in demographics in this election are startling.
0: Unbelievable. The whole thing is unbelievable. Um, especially based on expectations, you know, look at, I mean, I assume you're alluding to things like the women's vote and, uh, and minority votes. I mean, in certain circumstances. And
1: college educated, the gap between education and how, amongst white voters and how they voted in this election, Hillary Clinton won 28% of non-college educated, that's according to what I, that's what I saw early this morning, which is a startling number for a Democrat because... Generally, conventional wisdom is that Democrats do well amongst people who are have-nots, right, or people who are not, who are struggling with the economy, amongst the working class. And the Democrats just got killed amongst the white working class. They absolutely got killed in this election. And it didn't just cost, um, you know, there are a lot of reasons you can come up with for it. You know, that Donald Trump is not a true conservative in many ways. He's a populist. It's a different message. And that message resonated with a lot of America that has... Unfortunately, missed out on that areas of the country that have had an economic boom.
0: Uh, Michael Fragan's with us. It's interesting how certain people over the last few weeks, especially, were surprised about some of the places he insisted, or his staff insisted, or the RNC insisted uh, that he campaign, uh, that he you know go and visit. And yet, it seems that that strategy, well, obviously, being the victor, the strategy, of course, worked. But uh, you know, now, now you see that that counties and states that people walk into elections thinking they're, they're uh, uh, unflippable, so to speak. You see that with some hard work and the right strategy, one can flip them.
1: Yes. I mean, people, Donald Trump said over and over, and many people said that the upper Midwest is where we're going to win this election. And they continue to say the upper Midwest is where they're going to win the election. And the upper Midwest is where they won the election. It, it, that, that is actually how it happened. And it's quite remarkable that it happened that way because in, you know, places like Wisconsin, he didn't even do well in the primary. Mm-hmm. He didn't do well in the Republican primary, but he ends up winning the state in the general, a state that, you know, states that haven't gone to a Republican since 1988 or 1984.
0: Right. I mean,
1: just, he, he won some of those states. And, yes, people were skeptical. I Look, I was skeptical. I'll be the first one to say I never thought it would happen. Uh, I do, I did acknowledge, and everybody should have acknowledged, and I think most people should have acknowledged, that Hillary Clinton was a phenomenally flawed candidate. Right. It's just, it's, it's incredible, in the end, with her, given her liabilities, that the, you know, that the Democratic Party tried to coronate her. And everybody should have seen it coming with her weakness, with vis-a-vis Bernie Sanders, right. a 70-year-old socialist. Uh, everybody should have seen her inability to, to, to put him away. Um, but... She, you know, she continued on, and really, she never really adjusted to, the, you know, to Donald Trump's...
0: Michael, are you there? Oh, don't tell me we lost Michael Freakin at this point in the conversation. <sighs> Michael, if you can hear me... Oh, there you go. We, 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 want we lost you. you got to make the point again. We lost you for the last 15 seconds.
1: Sorry, it's the vagaries of the cell phone, but the uh, I'm talking about the change election. 2008 was a change election. People want to change. Barack Obama won on change, and people still want change. And Donald Trump was changed, and Clinton was more of the same. Right. People just did not want another four years of the Clinton of Clinton presidency. When do We're I done with the Clinton?
0: When do I get to find out uh, one of my great curiosities, the Jewish vote percentage down in Florida?
1: I imagine there are some exit polls. I haven't seen anything yet, but uh, I imagine over the next couple of days there'll be there'll be something out there. Um, I don't. I pro- personally don't think it's going to be incredibly good um, for Trump, but uh, but we shall see. You never know. I mean, he's surprised people in the past.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. Um, so there you have it. I assume you saw some of the statements that came out of Israel, uh, some of the uh, right wing uh, political figures in Israel specifically. Who are assuming that uh, because of a Trump presidency, they'll be able to adjust things according to their, according to their wishes? Have you seen those statements out of Israel?
1: I have seen statements, and I will say uh, I've not watched David Friedman speak on Monday night. Uh, he was he spoke here in the Five Towns um, to, uh, and I will say he's very a most impressive, very articulate. Um, certainly made all the right arguments uh, for supporting. Donald Trump is supporting the Republicans. If you uh, and I thought he was, I thought he was great. And if this is the type of policy that this administration is going to pursue, um, look, I hope that they pursue policies on behalf of Israel and the entire Middle East that are intelligent, well thought out, as David Friedman articulated. Uh,
0: Michael, a quick comment on the House and Senate. I mean, uh, w- once once we saw again with 2020 hindsight the way the presidential election went, I assume those two uh, were as expected. Uh, Which, I'm sorry. House and
1: Senate. uh, Well, the Senate, I mean, the House was never in doubt, I don't think. I mean, I I, I think that that was uh, never going to be. I mean, we did lose a couple. The Republicans lost a couple seats. Um, You know, have to see. I think, you know, I hopefully will, you know, Donald Trump will not make a move against Paul Ryan. I think that would be a mistake, I think, to to go in and do that. But, you know, there is rumbling about that because, you know, because he values loyalty. I think that would be a mistake if the Senate, look, the Senate ended up once I saw in Indiana that Todd Young had defeated Evan Bayh, I saw it was going to be an okay night. Uh, that was a surprise victory. Evan Bayh, an institution in Indiana, right. uh, coming back to reclaim his seat, and he won. I mean, he lost, and he just—it was—you it, knew it was going to be a good Republican night. And in fact, that actually portended for the for the Trump vote around the Midwest.
0: Really amazing. The whole, like I always say, great spectator sport. No, no night like last night. I can tell you that much. <laughs> Did you get it? No, be... no, not, not
1: at all. And I guess hats off to Stacey Siegel. Um, yeah, let's get, let's get her on and you know let's start. Uh...
0: I'm telling you, she asked me this morning if I want her to come on and uh, be interviewed. From the day he announced presidency that his candidacy for president, all through the entire process, till late last night, early this morning, she said every single day he will be the next president of the united states uh michael thank you so much and uh, continued success and we'll talk more politics obviously down the road
1: absolutely thank you dacham and as uh, as you have mentioned nobody has ever watched politics or will watch politics in the same way again after uh, this election
0: no question about it it'll be a long time for anybody thinks that any race is a foregone conclusion that's for sure all right thank you michael fragan there you have it